welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Michael Wifford. Hey, hey. So today, we are going to dive into episode 6, season 2 of Shadow and Bone, which is titled... Ni-Wei Sesh. Ni-Wei Sesh. All right, let's hop in here and talk about this episode where we get to explore more of Shuhan. But before we do... (laughs) Let's give out the typical reminders where if you want to get in contact with the show, you could get at us on Instagram, which is at Fantasy Rewind Pod. We're also on Twitter, which is at Fantasy Rewind. Or you could send us an email, which is fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. All right. Not wasting any time today. Let's dive into the rewind. Fantasy Rewind. Okay, Dylan. This episode, you just want me to jump right into, like, kind of walk through it, and then we give our impressions at the end? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, as you remember, last episode, Alina, Bagra, and Mel had decided to go after the Firebird. Mel being the tracker and all, and <laughs> this episode, I mean, we we get the crunchy conclusion, if you will, of Bagra's story and Mel's mm. story. And... Uh, we get some very interesting turns. I'm very fascinated at the end of our season if when we when we talk to someone who has read the book, <laughs> some of the differences, because I feel like maybe some of this may be part of that. I agree. I kind of hope it is. I do, too, because <laughs> it just, you know, I don't know, just seems a little too weird. But what we're talking about is basically by the end of this episode, I just want to get this out here for everyone. Yeah, yeah. We find out that Mel is the Firebird. So technically, he's Bagra's sister brother. <laughs> Don't quite know on this one. Yeah, because, Bagra's relative. We'll just stick yeah, with that. And uh, cousin to the Darkling. <laughs> yes. And it's, it's kind of like... He, I think he calls him cousin at some yeah, point. Yeah, in the next episode, he calls yeah. him cousin. Yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of like... It was kind of when all that came out, I was like, okay, I understand a little bit here because apparently Bagra had killed her original sibling, which was the firebird and, but they didn't die. They just resurrect. I don't know. It like, okay. It wasn't really clear. Was it? Here's how I understood it. It's that Bagra killed her sibling. And then the dad who was Maripova or Marisova rather, um, Mm. brought her back to life. And so she became the Firebird at that point. Because, you know, Phoenix rising from the ashes, you know, of death, basically going with that. And then when she died, she, like, you know, passed that on to, like, her offspring. And so the the connection to the other... Um, the other talismans or the other animals or whatever went along that ancestral line to where it ends up with Mal. And so that's how I understood it, at least. Kind of weird, though, that, like, the Firebird would die when Bagra's still living. So I don't know if her sister was Grisha, like Bagra is. Uh, And I tend to think she wasn't. It's never mm -hmm. said, um, so it's just speculation on my part saying that. But, yeah, that would be my interpretation of why she died and why Bagra, you know, being an immortal... You know, did not. Yeah, it's so weird, too. They never really explain, like, 
their immortality? Is it because they're so powerful? Yeah, I think it's just to do with them as a Grisha. Um, mm. It's not all that all Grisha are immortal. It's that, you know, the Darkling, Bagra, Alina, all of them have something about them that makes them immortal as far as, like, part of their Grisha specialness or whatever. And yeah. where I feel like Alina is that way because it counterbalances the darkness with her light. And they're that way because, same way they're living amplifiers, it's that they are just, like, perked up or, like, boosted up being darklings or, like, wielders of dark magic or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That makes sense. And we fi- we also find out this episode that there's other long-living Grisha. But we do, let's- yes! <laughs> let's keep going down this. Um, so at the beginning of this episode, Alina, Bagra, they're heading out to find the bi- Firebird with Mal. And Bagra, she's basically saying that Kirigan's gonna have to be stopped because he's being polluted by Mirzost. Um, and that Bagra is not as strong as Kirigan. So, or sorry, Alina isn't as strong as Kirigan, so she needs to find the Firebird to sever the connection between them before it's too late. In this, we find out too that Bagra, she finally reveals that her father was the Bonesmith, Morozova, and her going back to the workshop isn't returning home, but it's her going back to where she killed her sibling. Yeah, the first scene of the crime. Yes. And uh, she lost, because she lost control of her power and she cut her sister down, basically. They make it into the workshop. And this actually, I thought thought about this as I was seeing it. It looked kind of like the waterfall Kerrigan kind of had put her in, like that cave. You thought so? I didn't really, I didn't really notice that if I... Uh... I was just thinking the inside of it, very cave-like and such, and looked like it had been maybe a hideout of sorts. Yeah, more more of a hideout than like a living quarters Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Yeah. Bagra in this scene, this is where we get all her, once they get there, we get all of her sort of backstory here and about her sibling and stuff. She tells Mel basically that he's the Firebird and has has him prove it by opening, being able to open the door, which only someone with the blood of Morozova would be able to do so that mm-hmm. means Mel is in fact related and that's why he would find Alina is because he's like attracted to her in that sense he's an amplifier she's the one that that's like destined for. to have him yeah, yeah. so he and like is inherently like knows where she is she's his like true north and can always kind of go there now I think this is interesting because I was when we we were watching this and I originally saw the scene I was like oh man so I wonder if Morozova is still alive. Oh, so I was thinking the same thing. I was wondering if they're going to find him in the workshop. Yeah, I don't think... Well, we didn't, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> I think that he is still alive and he will eventually at some point come out. Because why not, right? Yeah, yeah, why not? Like she said, they wouldn't have been able to kill him with what they did. And as we find out, too, like we always think it's just like the Darkling's most powerful. Alina's like... You know, a little wildly, but, like, she's kind of powerful. And, you know, obviously, Fire Grisha and Heart Renders are all super powerful. We really did not give... The Durus? Yeah, the Durus. Whoo! Oh, my like, God. Like, we so, saw them. Let's, we let's save that. that. I know, let's save I know. that. Let's, <laughs> let's finish out Alina's storyline yeah, yeah, yeah. this part. Okay, so anyway, basically, um, Alina is... Uh, can, 
tries to sever the bond with the Darkling completely in this sense. And Bagra ends up stepping in to help Alina because she was she was going to be unable to do it. In this scene, Bagra basically goes to cut down her own son, <laughs> kill him. For real. And he's like, no, because his, uh, you know, his creatures come out. And, yeah, yeah, basically uh, cut her down. And then as he's like holding her as she's dying, she's like stroking his hand and then cuts his hand off to sever the tie between Alina and him. So what were your thoughts on that scene? Let's talk. Let's sit here for a second and talk about that. Honestly, I I think it made a lot of sense. I don't know. It seemed kind of... I was kind of upset because I was like, I wanted more Bagra. You know? Mm. Thought she was a really interesting character. I wanted to see more interaction with her and Alina being more of a mentor. And I get that, just, yeah. She's just gone after just cutting off her son's hand instead of like her, I don't know, she could have cut off his whole arm. She could have cut off his... See, know. my whole reaction was like, why did she go for the hand? Why didn't she cut off his head <laughs> and, like, just kill him? Like she said, or like he said, she used to, like, stroke his hand or something like that. Mm. I guess it's a comfort thing. So he didn't find it odd that she was stroking his hand. And so, and it probably didn't set off the uh, his little minions again. But anyway... um, Kerrigan, as I said, was getting the jump. And we find out, too, that he destroyed a first army camp with a huge, giant cut blade that just, like... Created, like, a giant crater in the earth. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Pretty badass. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's kind of the end of Bagra's story and the end of, really, Mel and Alina's story in this episode. They le- they burn everything in the workshop so nothing can be used again. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Do you want to talk about Mal being the Firebird at all and, like, our thoughts on that now? Oh, yeah, I guess we can. Honestly, I think it's stupid. It just feels, like, (laughs) just, like, so dumb to me. I'm there with you. Like, of course. Okay, but he has no power. He has no ability here. Basically, he's just here to get killed now. And the whole point now is that she won't be able to, and Kerrigan's like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, so, like, my whole thought on this was, I was like, are you kidding me? This is so Mm -hmm. dumb. I hated it so much. I really wanted something to be special about Mal. And I guess this is that something special. But it doesn't grant anything. No, it doesn't grant him anything. Like, when you think about, like, what he's been able to do, he's, like, this phenomenal tracker. And it's like, oh, I was able to find the other animals because, you know, I I am a talisman. I am... Someone who's like, I am the Firebird. I'm going to be able to find my like. Like calls to like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there's more to it than that. Because you're not just good at finding the other amplifiers. You are good at, like, hunting, tracking, all of that stuff there. And then it's like, how is that going to be explained away? How is it, like, you always know where you are? Is that, like, the Firebird perk or something? So, like, when Alina gets that eventually, because you know she's probably going to get it, mm. is uh, is she going to, like, know everything and be omniscient now or or what? But, yeah, I just hope that this is one of the changes from book to screen because mm. I'm not a big fan of this at all. Me neither. I, I feel like him being the Firebird, though, is probably in both. That's, that's like, a huge plot point, you know? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it, too. I feel I'm like, like uh, it should, should have some kind of perk. Like, why would... 
you know, Marizova create, make his daughter basically just an amplifier with no abilities or anything. Unless, like, the perk of the Firebird is that you can die and then come back to life one time. <laughs> I, so that's what I think it's going to be. Yeah. I re- Because it, it's literally called the Firebird. Right. Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah. Right. And so it has to have some kind of, you know, it's going to be this whole thing like, oh, I can't kill you, Mel. I can't kill you. <laughs> and then she finally does it. And then he's like, I'm back. <laughs> She's like, yes, I have all the power and I have you. I have everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. I mean, so here's the question then. So if she takes the Firebird from Mal, is she going to have to fuse a part of him onto her? That could get a little awkward. <laughs> just an ear poking out the, just his his like mustache or something. His cry, I don't know what it would be. His eyes are just on top of her in her forehead. Oh my gosh! Just looking around. Oh, I'm here. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you know. not a big fan of that. Um, no. But I think that does wrap up Alina's storyline here yeah. in this episode. Here, For so now time. let's talk about the bad ass of bad asses so far in this series <laughs> and that is this durist woman yeah well first we gotta before we get to her fight we gotta start here with kaz and the group are knocked out they're experiencing hallucinations from the gas uh and toya is seeing an aftermath of him stabbing his sister jesper speaks to his mother which oh, that was such a that, that a good scene, scene. between like jesper and his mother was so good yeah it was so positive the other ones were terrifying for the most part for them uh but jesper's was really nice jesper's mom convinces her son to embrace who he is and you kind of see that from the from this on onward and it's really Mm -hmm. cool you have oh my gosh kaz is like obviously freaking out about his brother and the pox and yeah anesh is having a dream where her and Kaz are about to get it on, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. And she wakes up from it. Kind she of. realizes she's like, Oh, this is not for real. This is a hallucination. You would never yeah. actually let me touch you. <laughs> yeah. Wylan. Uh, so Wylan basically gets a, or, uh, sorry, Toya gets a warning out to Wylan. Cause he like studies his heartbeat and stuff. And, uh, Wylan is trying to, blow open it and explodes a small hole in the door yeah and he figures out oh it's because of the flowers and so he has them eat the butterflies that would turn the poison into you know and uh into something that wasn't poisonous which is really clever and shows his intelligence in so many ways and uh they regain consciousness so awkward though like they had to eat a living butterfly <laughs> right i i for sure thought there was going to be somebody who would not eat the bug oh my gosh yeah so anyway later on here we get kaz in the group dead awaiting oval's return she turns up and she immediately senses an edge and the group fight because the group were playing dead at this point and um <laughs> it's it's a good fight it's Oval a really man. good fight. The Duras woman is old as old, but she doesn't look it. And uh, man, it's like she just she's you know it doesn't matter who's fighting her, Inej, any of them. Like she's just turning it all back on them. Doesn't matter if they're trying to use Grisha powers or whatever else. She just she could she was going to take them all out. Yeah, like Heart Render Man Toya couldn't do anything to her, and then 
everyone else just looked like a bunch of fools. They just could not lay a finger on her. She it was, was amazing. Wild. Wild. And so I think she's definitely going to make an appearance at some point in a return in the series, hopefully, to do some training, maybe with Jesper. We'll see. But uh, we find out that <laughs> the real disciple is not her, but her husband or partner, who is very old, and he is, well, she's protecting him, basically. He's dying, basically, is what it yeah. is. And yeah. Kaz is the one that finds him. <clears throat> and uh, in the nick of time, otherwise she was about to pretty much end most <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the sword that which they were trying to find, uh, the Neshian, or is the last piece they stole before they both retired. And so it has a lot of sentimental value, but they start talking and she gives the sword to Jesper because mm-hmm. he is a durist. It's also interesting though, that we find out that she's the one that actually made the sword as well. So I think that was a really cool twist there, which is really interesting. And she is the one that bested all the enemies and laid down her sword. Yeah. So it, it so she's been around for a long time. That's why I said immortality is not just for specific Grisha. Like it seems right. like if you re, if you attain enough power, mm. you can become. Because she's almost to a point where she's taken the Dura's talent to like heart render levels. Exactly. I was gonna say she's mastered every other skill through a Durist lens. Mm-hmm. and it's it's just wild it's right? wild i was like but this is exactly what this should be i mean yeah yeah really all kerrigan's been doing is just teaching them how to use their thing as a weapon and it's like just not really there's no creativity to their fighting right mm-hmm. and i think you saw that when she was fighting the heart renders and stuff she knew kind of what they were going to do it wasn't anything she couldn't just handle and whereas she was like i've you know you guys are just children i've learned how to do all these things which are just leaps and bounds ahead of you you're staying stagnant with your skills like you learned how to do certain things and that's sort of it whereas you can take it so much farther like think about heart renders right they can sense people's heartbeats they can like shut people's heartbeats down uh, knock people out kill them and all that but you could do so much more what about other living creatures could you not control other animals could you not like you know, maybe get like a whole bunch of poisonous snakes and then control them to go in and bite people. You know what I'm saying? Like if heart renders can have control over body, blood and all that, they could do so much more than just humans and groups of humans or sensing humans. The limit is your imagination and how you can apply what you can do to that specific element. Right. Like basically make other living creatures, your puppets or you don't want their hearts beat. So they do what you want them to do, or they're gone. Yeah. And think about, too, like, even, like, the people who control the air. Like, it seems like such a stupid seal, because all we've ever seen is a blowing air just, like, yeah. pushing. <laughs> but you could grab... Take all the oxygen out of a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use air to grab someone, pull them, or move them. Yeah. Just because it's in their lungs. You could literally have their lungs explode. Yeah. Mm. I mean, water. Our bodies are 70% water. They basically, honestly, if anything, this has started making think heart renders aren't really all that great. Because <laughs> coming all out on the low skills, end of all these other ones now that yeah, we're being creative. Yeah. All these other skills could tap into that, except for fire. I mean, um, so interesting enough, but yeah. 
So the crows basically pay their respects and, um, you know, she grants him the blade and she, she talks to Jesper, like I said, urges him not to waste his talent. And Jesper's like, I know I have a lot of catching up to do. And that's where we start to see like, okay, Jesper's going to go for it. Jesper and Wyland finally, uh, get things back together. Kaz and Inej seem to also be on a better foot now as well. He's not trying to actively push her away anymore, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there is two other things to mention. One, Alina does find out about Mal's purpose. Mm -hmm. And it totally kind of crushes her, and uh, they end up making love. (laughs) First uh, and last time. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) And uh, as the episode's ending, though, Kerrigan uh, has, even though his hand's cut off, has his mother's bones sprinkled on his severed wrist by uh, Vladim. And Kerrigan sees Bagra's final moments, including the reveal that Mal is the firebird. So now he knows, and now if Alina won't kill Mal, somebody else is going to claim that amplifier. Correct. I just think it's wild. Like, usually the final moments are, like, just right before they were killed. This one was, like... 10 minutes earlier <laughs> yeah i was just like okay yeah it was yeah, plot, plot that's why yeah. yeah 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 but overall this episode had a, i i like this episode had a lot going on there was some stuff where i was like eh but oh you know it was good and i loved that the fight scene there was so great i mean so despite great. the mal of it all i loved this episode <laughs> i thought that this episode yeah. was fantastic the fight scene is probably my favorite fight scene in the entire series mm-hmm. oh yeah and yeah it was so much to like about this se- this uh, episode, despite Mal's like firebirdness. You know, just yeah, like not his fault, but not his fault. Um, just not my favorite story point so far in yeah. the series. But everything else about this episode was great. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it'd be so cool if they did something where like the person who kills the firebird something negative. Mm. You know, it's like you lose all amplification or something. And he's reborn with it. Mm, that'd be crazy. The the only way to use him is to like bond with him in a sense. I think that would be really interesting. And because, you know, after he gets healed, he's reborn. But that would be like a whole huge plot twist. Like, oh, my God, Kerrigan's now super powerful because he killed Mel. And uh, no, actually, he's lost all of his amplification. And now Mel is like super amplified and Alina can use him. Because she's bonded with him all night long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah but that's it for me on this episode yeah that's gonna do it for our discussion on this episode here for episode six because when you have uh an action-packed episode there's only so much you can talk about uh, yeah. but with all of that it's gonna be two nerds signing off see ya see ya <laughs>